0: Was the newsy part of the interview, we spoke about Ghislaine Maxwell and about uh, uh, Donald Trump's comment yesterday during a coronavirus press conference of all things. He spoke about Ghislaine Maxwell in the middle of all of that. Let's start with a comment from Donald Trump. And then afterwards right away, we'll go into the interview and get Steve Hoffenberg's reaction to that
1: question. Now, it's a little bit a different topic, but it's one that a lot of people are talking about. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison. And so a lot of people want to know if she's going to turn in powerful people. And I know you've talked in the past about Prince Andrew and uh, you've criticized Bill Clinton's behavior. I'm wondering, uh, do you feel that she's going to turn in powerful men? How do you see that working out?
2: I don't know. I haven't really been following it too much. I just wish her well, frankly. Uh, I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach and I guess they lived in Palm Beach. Uh, But I wish her well. He was taking Back and off guard. And he went into uh, an emotional answer. And you could see his tone changed to a concern and a worry. And I believe what he was concerned about is the risk assessment of the prison that Jermaine Maxwell is in. The news cycle has been. Covering every day that she's got to be transferred into witness custody. Otherwise, she'll die in prison like Jeffrey Epstein died in prison. And that, I believe, was on his mind in when he said he knew her, which he does. His first wife was her friend, knew her dad really well, knew Jeffrey Epstein really well just lived a few blocks survived. away
0: from, uh, from uh, both of them, right?
3: Donald knows very, very, very well who both Jelaine and Jeffrey are and were and all the different businesses that those two individuals have been involved in.
2: This was a grand performance yesterday of trapping himself, where he's trying to back it down today, and he can't. He can't, It's yeah. impossible to back it down. So this is a problem. This is a serious problem for Donald Trump.
0: I want to go back to what you were saying there because you said that he was concerned about where she was staying, uh, about the prison, which is the Brooklyn prison, and about her. Why would he be so concerned about where she's staying?
2: Because the risk assessment on her dying in prison could inflame this country if this happened. And it's reckless, based on her Bureau of Prisons risk assessment, to hold her in the prison she's being held in this moment. She belongs in a high profile witness housing custody, like the mafia heads that they try to convert to cooperation. She doesn't belong in that Brooklyn prison or the Manhattan prison where Epstein died. This is incorrect because the risk assessment that's drafted by the Federal Bureau of Prisons prohibits her custody in that Brooklyn prison. There's no way to safeguard Jelaine Maxwell by the staff in the Brooklyn prison. It is impossible.
0: I thought they've added a lot of new security around her. Um, But again, we've seen that that's really we don't know who we're dealing with in terms of of the Epstein murder or or suicide, but it's certainly they were able to penetrate even a very, very high, high security prison. And he was in a high security part of that high security prison. So sure, she's at risk. But they have, I believe, uh, added even more more, uh, security around her, haven't they?
2: But their own policy requires her, the Federal Bureau of Prisons policy requires Jelaine Maxwell to be in a witness housing, not to be in that kind of prison.
3: The crimes that she's being charged with do match where she is.
2: But I'm an eyewitness to the BOP, Federal Bureau of Prisons Risk Assessment Writings and policy, I dealt with that for years with my custody. And I can tell you that she doesn't belong under the bureau of prison's policy in that location right now. So So you you can charge her with a thousand crimes. That doesn't change who she is.
0: Why is President right. Trump suddenly so concerned about where Ghislaine is staying? I mean, is he worried about her safety because he's worried about her safety, or is he worried about, uh, you know, he's not worried about her safety?
2: He's not worried about her safety. He's worried about her talking. saying it that way, That's, that's, that's,
3: that's right. right.
2: No, well I want to distinguish and be concise, President Trump is petrified of what <laughs> Jelaine Maxwell will say about him.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, clearly right. the case. And that's clearly what's and going his on.
2: Fir- and, his, and his first wife. There's and Deutsche Bank, absolutely. Deutsche Bank had a very deep relationship. Deutsche Bank had a very deep relationship before President Trump joined Deutsche Bank with Jeffrey Epstein in the same category of that's private that's right. banking.
0: And earlier, and, right, with the, with his consulting firm, it was Deutsche Bank that was ultimately offering, uh, that did his platform for the consulting firm. And it may not have been his own bankers, but you know, his, his consultancy worked with Deutsche
2: Bank. Deutsche Bank could be a major issue that Jerome Maxwell could elaborate on that might become very damaging to President Trump. Very damaging. One would think so, right,
0: because right. We've, we we saw a federal judge this week, you know, the son of a federal judge was killed. Uh, some people suspect it was related to the Deutsche Bank.
3: This could actually be a madman. Um, there's They're tying him to a murder out here in California. Um, or it could be something more orchestrated.
0: There is a so lot there, we have to learn about what this band did for sure, but I do think it's a, it's safe to at least, con- you know, the stuff we do know about him, that he worked for this company called Kroll, they were investigating Deutsche Bank, you know, yes, they yes, were the they ones that were investigating Deutsche Bank. Yeah, On yeah. top of that, they have a lot of, you know, interesting connections to Russia, uh, make of that what you will, and, right, right. and, you know, he was a very elaborate hit.
3: If you want to talk about assassins and mob hits and orchestrated stuff, I study a lot of that, and what you do see in the more scandalous ones and the more sort of like, confusing ones is that you have a crazy person uh involved there's a there's a bit of insanity going on um a huge instability and so the question remains in terms of organized crime and in this world where you know deutsche bank is this massive money laundering operation for organized crime you have to look underneath that and sort of say is this one of those um uh, sort of unstable individuals that gets used and weaponized, or is this just a crazy guy? Is he just crazy on his own?
2: We're talking about Jerome Maxwell, Deutsche Bank, and President Trump's linkage mm-hmm. to right, the right. three parties. We're not off the track with what happened in the news cycle. We're right, focusing right. on President Donald Trump's deep involvement with Deutsche Bank, Jelaine Maxwell's deep involvement with Deutsche Bank through Jeffrey Epstein and through her father, Robert Maxwell, and Jeffrey Epstein's deep involvement with President Trump, Jelaine Maxwell, and Deutsche Bank. That's what we're focusing on, and that could be incredibly shocking to America for the coming election. And
0: so when Um, he wishes her well, he's not wishing her well. He's not wishing her well. (laughs) Or he's or he's dangling a pardon. I mean, that really is the other is the other possibility. Do you think that he might be dangling a pardon in front of her? Do you think that that's what's going on?
2: This is a shocking statement made by President Donald Trump. Shocking, and it's got many legs. That are not normal, mm-hmm. very far from normal, because that language is never used by him except with Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, and Roger Stone.
0: It's true; he doesn't that, wish anyone well ever, except unless they're criminally uh, co-conspirators of
2: his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen him do that before. And you know the guy,
3: <laughs> not, not with a woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. he didn't do it. He didn't do it with uh, Stormy Daniels right and with oh. and with the uh, with the alleged rapes, he didn't do that he didn't wish anybody well He didn't wish the victims well
0: in the middle of a of a coronavirus press conference where he didn't wish any of the people who were sick from coronavirus or had lost no, family no. from coronavirus no, well. No. the only person who wishes well in the entire press conference was Ghislaine maxwell
2: it was wrong it was wrong he should not have done that and he's being criticized for it it was shockingly wrong
3: this is why we speak with steve this is why we want to continue to stay on this conversation is this is about the money everybody this is about money so that's where the crimes are i know there's all this horror that is associated with jillaine maxwell that she's being Accused of that, she's been charged with, and it is horrible, horrible crimes. So just unthinkable, unthinkable. Um, The focus to understanding those crimes and understanding who's really involved and why is the money. You have to stay on the money.
2: Not
0: only do you have to stay on the money, the man that we're talking to here knows a lot about where the money is that, that's and where right. that money came from. So see, that, Steve Hoffenberg right. is not just an eyewitness to events that happened with Donald Trump and with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, but he's an eyewitness to a crime that was committed by right. Jeffrey Epstein.
2: Well, let's look at the Southern District of New York's case and the great job the FBI did and what we see. See, in my opinion, Darren Indyke, who's in charge of all of this fortune of Jeffrey Epstein's illegal gains, I believe Darren Indyke could be, in my opinion, cooperating right now about this vast amount of money. Oh, that would be and I, Oh, yeah, because there's no way in justice and LB can tell public that I Darin am Darren Andake has been charged with manipulating a vast fortune of Jeffrey Epstein's as a co-conspirator. Yes, in courtrooms in the Virgin Islands, I, in my opinion, would say he's cooperating right now with some authorities or a regulatory environment. And explaining in detail the illegal criminality in this vast fortune of money, billions of dollars, that we're touching upon today. today. Well, I think we're gonna gonna yes, you're going to see a laundromat. Yes, but, there's but, more. There's more. Okay. I believe Eva Anderson Dubin, her husband, is deeply involved in the Jeffrey Epstein monetary affairs and you never know, in my opinion, he could be considered an opportunity to cooperate and explain the criminality in this billions of dollars of Jeffrey Epstein monies. This is a very serious, I think Maxwell is the last link is the
0: last person in i was you know we've been thinking she might be one of the first and you're saying she's the
2: last no no darren indyke can be a great cooperator Ray maxwell can be a great cooperator duping can be a great cooperator and president donald trump would be substantially damaged in the mix
0: correct and because what we we know about the laundromat involves him and it involves right, some right. of his former, his, his casinos, casinos, but also some of his other—I uh, don't want to call them—financial institutions that have helped him, which include Deutsche Bank. So, right, um, right. you know, that's the the Deutsche Bank laundromat is basically a part of Donald Trump's world.
2: Oh, he has assets this moment, and has substantial debt to Deutsche Bank this moment that's going to come due in the next years jolaine could be the wrecking device for this election for donald trump
1: i'm gonna say it's refreshing i guess to hear him focus on the money so um forcefully because i i've now heard him talk a bunch on these interviews and he's sort of he, i'm talking about steve now and his tone of voice is usually the same but there was almost a sense of urgency in his voice in this particular interview that i've not heard before um where he's talking about the deutsche bank connections and basically imploring everybody to focus on the money Mm -hmm. you know his his talking about first of all equating her in the prison with a mob figure which right de facto is and um focusing on the relationship between deutsche bank and trump and maxwell and epstein um is important and i think that's the key that's the critical key to all of this stuff and lb what you were saying um at the end of the interview before it got cut off was as horrible as all this stuff is um it detracts us from the thing that's going to take him down ultimately people love to even my kids texted me that that bogus debunked list of the, the teenagers that trump had supposedly raped and i'm like that's not that's not i don't think that's true you know focus on the yeah. other stuff we have to focus on the stuff that we can prove that's actionable and and that's, you know it the thing about paper. the money is you could yeah. trace it yeah there's receipts man you can trace mm-hmm. it
3: there's receipts and and again it's not about saying one crime is worse than another or more important than another or minimizing anybody's pain no. or any kind any level of criminality I mean there is there is nothing worse than <laughs> what these people did no, i
1: mean they
3: destroyed destroyed people's lives destroyed them um just uh,
0: you know they would try to cover their tracks they would try they needed a blackmail scheme to hide all this other stuff they were doing the laundromat right? and the arms trading and all of that this was just their this was their way to ensure other people were going to stay quiet well, and so that's why the underlying crimes right? are so much more uh, relevant in terms of figuring out exactly what their their main goal was.
3: Here's the way to think of it. And it's a, it's gonna rock people, but this is how you can get out of your own emotion of it. Um, you just that reaction, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And because you should feel the, the cruelty in what I'm about to say is even worse. Okay. Cause it's dehumanized. These were dehumanizing individuals. They dehumanized others. Um the the rapes and the molestations were tactic, were their strategic tactic. That's who they are. That's who those people are. Yeah. right? So um, I think it's on us uh, just so that we can stay present to this information and survive through <laughs> survive <laughs> it. Because it's like it's you know waves of this horror show washing over us regularly, and this is a big part of it. And trying to wrap our minds around, and then people get in and weaponize uh, you know the information and, and do their crazy conspiracies that have nothing to do with reality. And we just need to be as sort of calm and compartmentalized as we can be about going after. The thing underneath all of this going after the financial crimes going after the money going after the arms dealing because that's that's the that was what was so important to them that they mm-hmm. did this to all these girls
0: maria farber who is um one of the first victims in fact the first i think to report the the a rape to the palm beach police is back in hospital today um suffering from uh, you know she's been fighting cancer for a long time and uh, yeah. you know is having a tough time right now and she's back in the hospital and she's she does blame the you know she calls them the evil elites and and maybe that's what we can call them but that's certainly in her mind who she blames um, yeah. for not only the, the what they did to her criminally and sexually and all those things but, but to what that's happened to her body today and that the cancer that she she's fighting is she attributes to them you know she, is she believes that that's part of their of what they brought to her the toxicity they brought to her so we're living through a real life tragedy as well and we wish maria right. all the best and i know i know Makes that she's well. gonna pull through this because she's done this before she's pulled through before and we were yeah. we're worried about her but also hopeful and you know, we know her strength because she's been through so much but it reminds you
3: and she deserves she deserves some of that money for god's sakes oh
0: god I mean, she can't. She can't even afford a cancer treatment. You know, is, it's a. It's become uh, this billionaire guy so evil. D- takes advantage of this girl who's a who's a who art art painter, an art student at the New York Art Academy, I think is the name. And you know, she gets taken advantage of first for, for gorgeous art and her, artist. yeah, gorgeous, yeah, and and then becomes you know his employee, but not really his employee, sort of his sex slave, and and yeah. you've got a um, you know that's a that's a tortured past to live with for a long time and I you know I I don't blame her for for attributing that cancer to them because I think there is a level of toxicity when you get that kind of trauma in your body that I don't know maybe you don't get out of it that easily
1: can I I I want to talk about two Mm. words that that you each said I think evil elites is one Mm. phrase Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and compartmentalization is another phrase um we're asking people watching this to, to try to compartmentalize and take the horrible thoughts and place them to the side so that they can take in and process the information. But this is what these people do. They have to do it psychologically to survive. If you watch yeah. the Epstein doc, the, the one of the interesting things about it was listening to Dershowitz talk about yeah. what he does for a living. And he's talking about his career as not only a criminal defense attorney and one of the foremost ones, but somebody that, finds people that we all pretty much know are both guilty and horrible. And he's the one that swoops in to defend them. And he said in the doc, and I'm going to paraphrase here, um, as the attorney for them, I just hone in on what can help them and what can win the case. And I cast everything else out of my mind. Mm. And I feel like these people, um, Epstein, Jelaine Maxwell and her father, trump and his family um or at least his kids they have this tendency i think and the mobs do this too they they put a wall around their families and their associates and everyone outside that wall can go fuck themselves Hmm. that's basically the attitude it's
3: social it's it's sociopathy and
1: um it's it's almost like a um like a eugenics kind of thing in a sense. Not yeah. not a racial eugenics, but in a, we are the elite, we are the chosen, and you people are peasants. It's it's um, Orson Welles in the third man on top yeah. of the, uh, in that great scene, on top of the um, Ferris wheel, looking down and saying, come on, look at all those specs down there. If I offered you $10,000 for each spec, would you mm. really care? Mm. Or would you take the money? Yeah. That's what these people are. And they're greedy. And there's no bottom to it, and there's no amount of money that will ever satisfy them, and no amount of power that that will ever satisfy them.
0: Well, they only exist because they do view us as being uh, lesser. You know, they have this power structure that's that their survival depends on us being viewed as lesser beings, and so they're parasites. Also, yeah, yes, exactly that. Right,
3: because they make their money off of exploiting.
0: Yes, yes, exactly.
3: It's, It's not disconnected. They they profit off of human misery, mm-hmm. they profit yeah. off of addiction for the drug trafficking. They profit mm-hmm. off of rape for the sex trafficking, um, especially you know for they profit off of you know near the, money laundering, the crashes. Yeah. They they profit off of that. They profit off of you know blood diamond <laughs> mining. They profit off of wars. Mm-hmm. They profit yeah. off of our pain. They make and they steal us our f- and they steal our money. And they steal our money. I know a lot of people were upset when they heard Steve use the phrase law and order. Mm. Respecting Steve and what he has to bring to the table in terms of his knowledge and his perspective also means um, having brutally honest conversations with him. And so we nobody holds anything back in this group, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) We're just not those people that don't just like, ah! No, but um, not, that, not that crowd. You know, but <laughs> we're not that crowd, but, um, but it's also important to really to, to understand somebody and know where they've made a mistake and let them acknowledge yeah, I think what the mistakes gen- around all that. Yeah.
0: He genuinely misspoke. I think he, he didn't mean to say yeah. no and order, he meant to say something else.
3: Steve is in a, he's in a different realm of his daily life, his experiences and also what he's fighting right now and what he's, he's
0: focused on the victims that's his only thing that he's that's focused right. on and he doesn't go get into politics around those victims because he's th- that would disrupt what he's doing that does not mean that there are not people trying to use the story in whatever way they're trying to use it right. to, to weaponize it um but he's still doing what he's doing, which is trying to get the money back for the victims. And, um, you know, it's a tricky territory for all of us. We're all sitting here playing with a very highly weaponizable narrative. And that's why we keep coming back to the money. You know, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the victims and the sex crimes, because as interesting and titillating as that could be, it isn't where the focus needs to be. The, The focus needs to be on the money because that's always been the goal. And that's where the crime is. Right. And so
3: And frankly, and frankly, for I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so, and that's
0: what they're weaponizing the uh, sexuality around us so that, that we right. can't focus on the money. So the that's more we right. stay locked into that idea of we're focusing on on just the money and on the on the on the actual criminal activity, because that's what we can get them on. You know? I mean, there's criminal activity, the human trafficking, right. but 25 years ago, it's not gonna some of it's gonna be hard to enforce.
3: Everybody here is very upset about um, the very real threat that we're facing with another Trump term. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna pretend it isn't my sole focus, right? To make sure that we bring an end Mm -hmm. to this monstrosity that's going on. Um, I don't want to lose my that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. So we're passionate about that. But it's not like a take down Trump at any it's we're because we know who he is. So we're just trying to expose if we can just keep exposing who this guy is, not as this horrible human being of racist, sexist, right? But as he's a fucking criminal, Mm -hmm. right? He's a criminal. He belongs in jail and let's get to his crimes. And I think people need to prepare themselves. There may not be a demonstrable in terms of a living witness or a tape or even Jelaine or anybody, you know, Offering up Donald Trump as as one of these abusers. He might not be in that, that. That might not come out. There is no doubt he's in the financial crimes. I think
0: one of the things that uh, Maria is is concerned about right now as she's in hospital is that she is feeling very personally attacked by Alan Dershowitz. There's gotta be a time. I mean, you, you hope that there's a time for people like Alan Dershowitz to have a, a conscience and a soul or something that he can stop attacking someone who's in hospital right now um, for a little bit and let her get healthy fight her when she's healthy, this is not the right time to be attacking a, you know, a victim of a sexual crime who shouldn't even be identified when you really think about it, and who's instead sitting in right. hospital and he's doing, you know, what any lawyer would tell you that she shouldn't do, and attacking her continuously. Um, and the same thing's happening from the from the New York Academy. I mean, there's yeah, got to be no- some anything. consequence and shaming for this because it just, it just you know, it's, this is not right, this has gotten to a point where, they're re-victimizing victims again, and they're doing it in real time and it needs to stop.
1: Yeah.
0: So the money, back to the money, it is all about the money and back that's how we money. win the elections. In terms of what Steve does go on to talk about is he talks about Darren Indyke and Ghislaine Maxwell. He's the executive of the state and uh, Epstein's former lawyer. He already might have cooperated or started cooperating. He believes that that cooperation has already begun which is fascinating on its own because it certainly <laughs> lends, lends a little drama and it means that elaine is now not the first person in line for cooperation but maybe along one of the last people in line for cooperation and you were comparing it to rolling okay. up a sort Do of a mob rolling up a mob organization that's
3: right okay so how uh you take down an organized crime syndicate uh using the law right mm. is you start with the little fish you you Flip use a little fish to flip the middle fish. You get the middle fish. You use the middle fish to flip the big fish. You use the big fish to flip the boss. To the shark, right, right, right. Whoever's at the top of the totem pole. Now I have issues with that. <laughs> In and of itself, I think we have to reevaluate our entire process of going after organized crime. I do, because uh, it's clearly not working. Uh, this guy's president uh, didn't work. <laughs> kind of mm. failed um because the, the system got used against itself uh and, and so a lot of stuff has to be rectified in that and rethought, you know creative thinking but it, here's the result if she's the last one in if she really is the last one in mm. that means she's caught you don't yeah. go for the boss until it's all rolled up there's nowhere to go Right. the boss can't go anywhere he could say I'm not cooperating I'm not talking blah, plead the fifth right okay doesn't matter we got you we got yeah. you on paper we got you with eyewitnesses we have all this testimony bye bye you could have made it easier on yourself but you're not going to so it will now be even worse for you it doesn't matter we don't that by the time they get to the boss they don't need the boss mm. there's no one above.
0: Right. So they really have no. gotten to. So at this point, she's nice to have. She was
3: running the show.
0: But there is yeah. something they do want. They comes- do. They do want Donald Trump. And I think they'd get Donald Trump
2: through. Ghislaine. I don't
3: know. I don't know. I think they want. I don't know that they want Donald Trump. We have to see. Mm-hmm. It, it depends on how many financial documents they have their hands on. Is he going to be exposed? Yeah. But there might even be a whole hell of a lot of other people in there too. So I well, think what could- they want is this. Is the the financial syndicate. I think they want the financial In
0: Deutsche syndicate. Bank, we know, we know that, Do- that Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell all coexist in that Deutsche Bank private wealth you know, ecosystem. We know that they exist yes. within the real world ecosystem that they were inhabiting together. And we know that they were involved in, in, in crimes potentially, or potential crimes. So, you know, there's a lot going on there that makes you think that you're certainly over a target, that you, you know, you're not far off from, you know, potentially proving that, that the president is involved in something like that, and and you know, my right. money would be that he is somehow involved in it because just all the indications are that he is. I mean, how else did, did he get that loan from Deutsche Bank? It makes no sense that he got that loan from Deutsche Bank. And that bank, as well, that section of the bank is a giant laundromat as far as we can tell.
3: Well, it is. That's it, the reporting it on it, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We need to keep, Go I ahead think, ahead. reiterating about the Deutsche stuff that the bank, you know, got its roots and came to prominence by servicing the Nazis, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the time of uh, leading up to the Second World War and was taken over by American kind of mavericks uh, in the 90s uh, aughts um, and in the last 12 years has paid $11 billion in fines, billion with a B, um, which, you uh, as my boss would say, that's real money. <laughs> you know? fines
3: are, it's real money, but fines are always a small portion of the overall.
0: And just right. last week, the they, money, paid, they paid $175 billion just for the Jeffrey Epstein fine. That
1: was that's, that was the Epstein, but they, pay, they paid a huge fine for their role in the 08 crash. Mm-hmm. They paid a fine for manipulating the LIBOR rate. They paid a fine for dealing with um, governments and foreign entities on the sanctions on the US sanctions list. Um, they paid a fine for the Epstein stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's something else going on there too that I'm forgetting, but there's it's just a lot of money. It's a lot of fines. And why are you gonna keep doing that? Why are you gonna continue to have that business practice unless the money you're making from these seedy clients is so great that it just doesn't make any difference?
0: Wow. Um, can't keep doing I, I, it. I mean, it's illegal. At some point, I mean, at some point they're involved in such so much illegality, and you know, the 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 laundering out of Danske Bank and uh, that was uh, you know just outrageous amounts of money. Came it needs
1: out of, to be uh, taken more seriously by other countries too, mm-hmm. because from what I understand, the UK does not do a particularly good job of prosecuting money laundering. No. Uh, they fine, but any kind of money laundering that, that happens there, they just give it to us to do. And, it's um, hard for I, them, that, that, they that, love that,
3: soccer, that, you know,
1: they that, love their that soccer team, <laughs> they'd, they'd rather
3: have their soccer than, you know, get the Russian mob out of their fricking...
1: It's, it's a significant investment there that's mm-hmm. going on. Um, yeah. So it, it, the bank itself, it seems to be the nexus of a lot of shady dealings, as we've seen, and as Steve Hoffenberg just spoke about, and... The documents from deutsche bank the trump documents are eventually going to make their way to um cyrus vance the da of manhattan and we're going to take a look at these things and you know why did trump get that loan as you said zeb why why did deutsche issue that loan and the answer is they wouldn't issue the loan unless it was uh backed by someone else Uh, who
0: Who could be epstein could be the russians who knows we'll we'll find out it could um, be. I, it might be Epstein. I mean, there's a likelihood that it could be Epstein, that he could be in there, and it certainly could be the Russians. Um, but Epstein's, uh, you know, if you're, you're listing the top few people who might be involved in that, it would be crazy. It would be Jeffrey Epstein would be up there, which is why this, you know, which is why he wishes Ghislaine well, and that he doesn't yes. wish anything else. That's why he
3: wishes well. her well. <laughs>
0: Support narratives, independent journalism at Patreon.com forward slash Narrative. And check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and download.